Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. And welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Cathy Weston. And I'm Shirley Heyman. Now, in this episode of The Parent Show, we are discussing vocational education routes available to our young people across Hertfordshire. Just last week, you may have seen it in the news, the Baker Deering Educational Trust uh, basically did some research and uh, with parents, a thousand parents uh, around the country. And in fact, more than half those parents thought the traditional education routes were not the best way for their children to get a job and three quarters said children should have the option of a combined and technical education at 14. Two thirds were worried their children would not find work when they finished their education and 80% of them felt the system needed to change to reflect 21st century working Britain. So Shirley, tonight we're going to be talking about vocational education and something brand new that's arrived in Hertfordshire which is university technical colleges otherwise known as UTCs and we've got some great guests Shirley haven't we that's right Cathy we've got Paul Quinn tonight who's the associate principal of Watford's UTC or University Technical College and after Paul we're speaking to Peter Weil he's the director of education for the Baker Deering Educational Trust that Cathy just mentioned and then we're actually got a mum on later a local mum whose daughter is going down this less conventional this new route and we want to hear how she's getting on that's right. So without further ado, hopefully, we've got Paul Quinn on the line. Hi there. Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. Paul, Good. thank you. Thank you for joining us. Are you are you in the UTC at the moment? I, I actually am. I'm, I'm in my office in the UTC at the moment, looking out on, um, well, a, a dark evening in Watford, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> right. Can we just start with some very basic questions? Um, you know, what is a UTC, if you had to sort of tell somebody in, you know, 30 seconds? 30 seconds. University Technical Colleges are um, schools for 14 to 19-year-olds where they want to combine some traditional academic subjects such as English, Maths and Science, but then if they have a passion for one of the specialisms that a UTC offers, then we develop uh, qualifications in that, a curriculum in the specialism and um, a vocational um, aspect to the learning as well, including in that links with employers and links with um, local universities, um, for, you know, to, to move the students on. Are there, um, you know, particular specialisms, or can the child, you know, the student come in and say, "I'd like to do this"? Yeah, no. Our, um, every UTC will have a specific specialism. At Watford UTC, our specialisms are computing, uh, and our other specialism is tourism, hospitality and event management as well. Okay. So, the, the, so each UTC will have specific specialisms and that, that's what we offer at Watford. So that's, that's the area, if, if the young person's interested in, in those particular areas, then we've, we've got a lot to offer them. Now, we've been talking about this today, um, just before we came live on air, and my question seriously was, like, who's, who's paying for all of this? Um, it's free. It's free to parents. It's free to families. Um, we're government funded, so the, okay. the funding comes from the DfE um, for for the UTCs, um, uh, not only in Watford but around the country. So you've got how many so far, or, or how many are up and running, as far as you're aware? Around, around the UK, uh, around England, um, there are approximately. Um, I've got the number there, 39. There's 39 open 
uh, at the moment, and there'll be a plan for 55 by 2017. So it's a, a definitely a growing, a growing movement that's uh, available. Is Watford our only one locally to sort of St Albans area? There's but also Elstree UTC, okay. which is is fairly close as well. And their specialism is um, is is media. Um, given given its proximity to the Elstree Studios, yeah. then it's, it's it's definitely linked to to that area as well. So uh, electronic media is is Elstree specialism. Okay, thank you. Um, are the relationships between staff and um, the students, is it very similar to going to secondary school? Uh, we, we pride ourselves and place ourselves in, in trying to be different, um, not just for the sake of it, because we think it, it works and is, and is effective. So we have a more of a work office type feel um, to, to the UTC. Um, the staff are all, all called by the first name and it's not uh, to be friends or people familiar because that, in the workplaces it's how you address your colleagues. We feel we're on a journey alongside the students. We're not pushing them and dragging them all the time. We're working with them and staff work in and amongst with the students as well. So it's, it's about uh, more of a partnership and more of a getting young people used to a, a working environment, you know, a real working environment, a nine-to-five day um, and working on projects, working on assignments along with the students. But yeah, we, we are well qualified teachers. You know, we've been in the profession a long time, but mm-hmm. we, we just want to. We feel a different approach is is, is what works, and, and just because the students are older when they join us, giving them that higher level of maturity as well, um, and, and a real work ready work-ready skills and a, and a workplace feel to, to what we do. So are local secondary schools recommending this, do you think, to some <laughs> of their students? Um, I think, I think um, we're, 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 another, we're something different, yeah. um, and I don't think everyone quite knows what, we're the, what, what we do yet and what we're there for. Um, obviously, as an addition, then, we, we're, we're obviously taking students, because we don't take them at 11, we take them at 14, or we take them at 16, so in year 10 or year 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a leap for a young person to make, to have three years in one school, and then want to make a change to join us in year 10, or similarly have been, been you know, in a school for five years doing the GCSEs, and then come to us post-16 for BTECs and A-levels. Um, so... You, you, you know, there's, there's challenges there. There's, there's a bit of a marketplace there for, for the young people. But where we place ourselves is if there's that passion for computing, um, we have the technology, the facilities, the expertise, the links to industry, uh, partners, the projects, the, the work placements, and similarly with tourism, event management, hospitality. If that's an area of real interest or passion for a young person, we, we offer that as, as a great part of the curriculum. So we don't put them down any direct route of certain subjects they have to take beyond English, math, science. Um, beyond that, it's about you know, working in that specialism area and getting the qualifications in that and working vocationally. Right. I mean, now, um, we know Watford a little bit, based over here in St Albans. We're just yep. wondering, does it affect you in any way or does it affect the schools? Because there's two grammar schools, aren't there, still in Watford? That's, that's right, and yeah. there's parameters, which also is partly selective as well in its intake, yeah. Right. Okay, so is it hard for you to get students or, you know, is there... The, the, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the challenge has been, as, as a new kid on the block, um, for, for any school that, that starts new is, is, is developing your reputation and track records. Um, it's also about having families, young people and, and their families having that faith, that leap of faith to, mm-hmm. to change from what, what the familiarity, their friends, the way of working to, to something different. And what we really hope is happening is the young people that are joining us are 
they, they, they see what we offer, they see the facilities we've got here, our way of working just is, is different and it's what, it's what, what they need. So they think, yeah, it's a different way of doing things and it's in an area I just, I love yeah. you know, my computing, I love uh, tourism, I love working in hospitality, I like organising things and, and we just offer that different way of working and opportunity for them. So that's why it starts at 14, is it? Because really it's yeah. sort of 11, 12, 13. They're just too young to... Yeah, it's, and, it, and it's, I, I, you know, we do feel that at that age, they, they, that broad and balanced education that, that, that they get at Key Stage 3 is important. And, and it is, we do think at 14, there are young people that are ready to, to you know, that they are a bit more defined in what they do or they know they want something a bit different. Um, and, and that's why it's a, a 14 to 19 where you, know, you, you, can, you can begin to specialise at that age yeah. and, and similarly at 16 as well, where it can be entirely the specialism that the students do when they, when they join us at 16. So when your students come in at 14, would, say, 14 and 17-year-olds be in a, in a class or a project together? Um, How they, do you we, group them? Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, we... In, in past pastoral terms, for tutor tutor groups and tutor teams, they, they're in mixed year groups there. So they'll have a, um, a a tutor that they see on a daily basis, and and will provide you know the the the, the PSHE type education through that tutor group. But they also work as student voice teams and and student leadership teams in mixed age groups as well. Obviously, they, they share the facilities together as well, the space together. Yeah. Um, but we we'll tend to still have a you know a, a, a year ten, year eleven, year twelve, year thirteen uh, in terms of of the teaching of the courses. But there is, there is there is mix and match within that. We do have some of the older students in with some year tens and, and year elevens and, and and vice versa where appropriate. But it tends to be you're taught the subject GCSE level two, A level level three within within your year groups but there is there's lots of mixing pastorally uh, on a daily basis well, with the students. That, that sounds like it would suit a lot of uh, teenagers that i know yeah um, and on just just on that we don't yeah. we don't actually have a uniform uh, okay. uh, the students wear business suits and um, sort of business office dress yeah um which which some like you know they like that maturity you know particularly at 14 and 16 but it's interesting when you you look at the student body it's difficult to pinpoint who's a year 10 and who's a year 13 sometimes because they all look so smart mm. in their, their business and office outfits as well which is, is good and i think it helps them as well feel a bit more mature and mixed sure. in. so are they taking exams and having assessments throughout each year or every term how's how would it work compared to school it's i mean that that aspect's Similar. We, we, we still do all the public exams with the same examination boards that, that all other schools do. Um, so those, you know, the GCSE and A-level qualifications. But we also offer the vocational qualifications, so the BTECs and Cambridge technical qualifications that are more assignment-based qualifications that the students, obviously, we assess throughout the two years of the, the course, whether it's at um, Key Stage 4 or or post sixteen, so there's a mix, there's a mix and match. But we are, um, you know, subject to the same sort of judgments as other schools and and, and the school performance tables. Right. But we do the same, you know, similar exams and uh, as they do. But it's, it's the focus on the vocational aspect of the course and the specialism is, is where we're different and what we do beyond just the subject teaching as well. So, could students just do the technical side of it, or, or are they obliged to? Do the you know GCSE equivalent? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, at, four, at fourteen, um, at fourteen to sixteen, they they, they have to do um, English, math, and science. Okay. Um, they, they have to do those qualifications as well. Um, we we offer other GCSEs as options. So we offer languages, we offer uh, geography and history, 
uh, courses like business, media, photography, um, uh, all courses that we think, you know, complement both specialisms really well. And then, but all the students will do one of the specialisms as, as their vocational qualification, be that computer science, travel and tourism or hospitality. So are you expecting lots of yours to then go straight to work or is it, is it still very much the expectation like schools that they'll go on to university? The, the expectation is, is they do the best for themselves, whatever okay. that path is. And we do right. set them up for, for all three route ways. So um, it, it, you know, univers- we have students currently in year 13 applying for universities. We have um, students that are looking at higher apprenticeships. Um, and we're working with apprenticeship organisations coming in, talking to the students and showing them about that. That's a very interesting pathway that needs to get developed, the the apprenticeship route, you know, working and learning uh, and earning at the same time. And some of the students will go directly to employment. Um, Our our links with our employer partners is is really useful in that because they they can talent spot as well. Mm. They'll come in, they'll have some placements with uh, our employer partners. and, And the feedback we get from about our young people is tremendous. Is that, look, we'll keep an eye on them. We've got a place for them next year or two years' time. And, and it's great for the students as well to have that experience. Yeah, I'm sure. So that all, all three routeways are, are, are available and, and, and all are equally valid to us. So if we've got parents who are listening in tonight and think, well, I haven't heard of that, I'd quite like to investigate that, how would they apply for their child? Um, I, would say, I mean, the, the best thing to start is to... The website is where it all sort of begins, so it's watfordutc.org. Yeah. Um, and then we have information events, and those are probably the best starting points to come and see myself or Emma, our executive principal, see the building, see the facilities, hear a bit more detail about the courses and, and what we offer. Um, and then the applications can be, if, if they're Hertfordshire parents, it will be through the Hertfordshire um, online system, but they can apply direct to us as well um, at, at the UTC, and we have application forms on the website. So, could they come to you even if they live outside of Hertfordshire? Ab- absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not limited to Hertfordshire. So, if they're outside Hertfordshire, they apply. They apply to us direct. And who are some of the businesses that you're working with, particularly in Watford? Yeah, we have um, lots of links. We've got the the Grove. I think relatively well known. Yeah. yeah so we work with they are really helpful, really tremendous partners to have, and we have the students up there regularly working up there. Um, the, the Grove come in and do master classes for us. We're working with Hilton as well um, locally, and we had a group of students over at the Wembley Hilton uh, earlier this week. A group of our year tens working over there. Um, on the technology side, we, there's a local company called Twin Technologies that they're on our governing body and provide again work placements and advice and, and master classes um, with a games workshop in talking to the students about development um, this week uh, our other t- partners are Toshiba and just last week we had 12 of our students qualified as Toshiba self-maintainers which means they can actually um, repair Toshiba laptops and kit them- themselves we don't encourage them to break them in order to prove this, but um, <laughs> they, 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 they had a two-day quite intensive course from, from Toshiba trainers and, and they've, they've all become hands-on, fully qualified um, you know, self-maintainer technicians from, from that. So the, the idea of all these partnerships is, is they come in, work with the young people or give our young people the opportunity to go out and work with them as well. And, it, and it's growing. There's, 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 there's other organisations we work closely with locally um, as well. It just sounds 
really fabulous as a as a mum of a teenager who's moving into a uh, work mode now. I wish yeah. I'd known about it five years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, it was the kind of thing we were looking for. So whereabouts are you in Watford? We are. Um, it's it, we're on the. Uh, whew, it's hard to describe. But Colonial Way is where is where we're actually based, and it's it's sort of edge of one of the industrial states, and and it's halfway between Junction Five of the M1. And where the I'm going to call it the Harlequin, the into centre is yeah. called now. So we're sort of halfway between there and there. We're ten minutes walk from Watford Junction Station as well, which is is handy for for yeah. lengths and commuter lengths. But yeah, we're Colonial Way is where where we're based. We're in the old Sanyo headquarters. It was the European headquarters of Sanyo mm-hmm. um, up to a few years ago, and we've we've sort of taken over that 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 base there. And how many students would you say you've got on roll at the moment? At the moment, we're the 200 students on roll at the moment, and yeah. it's great as you're building and growing because because it, it, it's small. The, you know the group sizes are small as well, um, and it's, it's really good for that. Um, you know, more personal intervention for the students as well. So it's growing. We'll, we'll have capacity for 600 when our, our building and full site is completed. So it will never be a large school. The UTCs are, are not designed to be large okay. schools. They are designed to be six, five, six hundred max. So at the moment we've got 200 and, and as, as our build completes we'll, we'll grow. So will you have the pressure of being inspected by Ofsted? Oh absolutely, we actually had um, uh, some Nick Williams from, from Ofsted um, was in today and we have regular monitoring visits. So he was actually in today um, and, and you know it, 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 was, it, was, it went very positively, it went very well, the feedback was tremendous. But yes we are Ofsteaded as well, we're all, we're all you know, we're measured in the performance tables and we're Ofsteaded yeah, and that will happen. Um, in, uh, at the end of year two, so after we have our examination results at the end of this academic year, Ofsted will, will be coming in at some point in, in the term following that. So you sound very um, positive and passionate about this, Paul. This, yeah, it's, is it, it's, this, this, is, this is a dream job for me. Is uh, it? Yeah, and working work with them, I love and the executive principal, we work together uh, for, for, you know, for for nearly 10 years and when this opportunity came up to start something like this from scratch yeah. with the specialisms a, a big passion for computing and IT uh, and, and just doing something different do, you know, approaching it in a different way doing education slightly differently it, it's, it's a lot of freedom there and I, I love it absolutely I love, I love the job well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us, and I hope that um, some, you know, that's really helped probably some families listening in, listening in tonight. And best of luck with it for you thank and Emma you. and all the students. And um, I hope that we can maybe hear from you again in another couple of terms and, and yeah. hear how it's all going. We'd, we'd love, love, love to keep you up to date. With yeah, what please we're do. Doing what we're doing, great stuff. Okay, thanks, Paul. Thanks okay, so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. And welcome back to The Parent Show, where we are discussing vocational educational routes available to young people across Hertfordshire. We've just been speaking to Paul Quinn, who was the principal of Watford University Technical College, and a great interview that was. And now we're moving on to Peter Wiley, who's the Director of Education for the Baker Daring Educational Trust. Are you there, Peter? I am indeed, Kathy. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Now, for people who have never heard of the Baker Daring Educational Trust, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, we do two things. We were set up several years ago by the late Lord Ron Daring and by Lord Kenneth Baker, who is still very much with us, who's 
was Education Secretary during the um, late 1980s. And we have two main functions. Uh, we are very much into promoting um, new university technical colleges, and these are completely new institutions. They serve students who are 14 to 19. They're built on partnerships between employers and local universities, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit, bit more about that in more detail. But it isn't, isn't just our job to set these colleges up. Once they're up and running, we are very much engaged in working with the sponsors and the staff to make sure they're a great success. Now, in terms of the need for university technical colleges, some interesting research, uh, I think, that your your trust, your organisation commissioned um, last week found that over a thousand parents of 14 to 18 year olds at mainstream schools um, felt that the current educational system, you know, a majority of them felt that the current system wasn't really working and that their children were not skilled up for the 21st century. Um, so it's, it provides a great context for UTCs to, to flourish, surely. Yes, it does. I mean, we were, we were actually surprised by the research. I mean, it was carried out by Forest by an independent organisation. And we asked parents really about um, their hopes for their children's futures and whether they thought, as you say, that their children are going to be well prepared for working life. Um, and amongst two-thirds of parents, that's 66%, their biggest fear was that their child would not find a job when they left education. And nearly half of them said they felt stressed about their children's education. Um, and, as you say, nearly 80% of them believe the education needs, system needs to change. And we agree with that. I mean, we are not saying that every youngster ought to go to a university technical college. Of course not. But there are a large number of students for whom... Once you get to 14, it's time to start thinking about their working life and what their professional life is going to be. And for many of them, the traditional school curriculum, you know, academic as it is, is not necessarily the most suitable. And it certainly doesn't prepare youngsters for technical jobs, for professional jobs in things like engineering and health sciences and the built environment or digital technology, all of which are things that the university technical colleges specialise in. I think I think the sort of counter argument to that may be lots of people might think 14 is way too young to specialise in such technical fields. Would, what would your comeback be to that? Well, we, this, isn't, this isn't about a narrow specialisation. University technical colleges provide all the subjects that a normal school, normal is a bit unkind word, but, 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 but that a standard school would provide. Um, so if you go to a university technical college, you study English, you study maths, you study sciences, you study a language, you study a humanities subject. But actually they have a longer school day. And so for 40% of the time, which includes the extra school day, then they start to get introduced to these more specialist areas. Um, the other thing is that what we certainly know at 14, we, we, we don't believe in specialising before 14. That's far too early. But what we do know, and, and for example, there are good examples with the Brit School in Croydon, which specialises in the performing arts, and the Birmingham Ormiston Academy, which also specialises in the performing arts, that if you've got an institution where youngsters start at 14, it's possible to start to build a professional ethos, professional standards of behaviour, professional standards of dress, 
professional standards of working that actually give youngsters a real head start. Absolutely. I mean, I think, would you agree, Shirley, that you think it's... Fourteen's yeah. really not that young to to think about the future in that way and to develop skills where you know children have got a natural interest. That's right, Cathy. And you know, as a former employer, I would say that um, there was a big difference between people who had had some technical experience and practical skills as opposed to those that maybe had come in to work for me who had got really great degrees but hadn't got much sort of um, experience working with people. So, Peter, we really can understand what you're trying to promote. I mean, have you seen any young students coming out the other side yourself yet? Have you met with any? Oh, I... I, <laughs> my, it, it's a it's a it's a good job I've got a senior rail card. <laughs> I I spend a I spend a lot of time visiting UTCs. Yeah. And two things become well, several things become apparent. The first is that the vast majority of the youngsters I meet say, you know, this is the kind of education I've been looking for. Um, you know, but but wasn't necessarily getting. And secondly, if you look at the destinations that youngsters go to um, from, u- from, from university technical colleges, um, a large number of them go on to university, but they go on to university well prepared in, 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 in their studies for taking degrees in engineering and in health sciences and civil engineering and so on. Large number of youngsters go on to higher level apprenticeships with employers not necessarily the employers who were associated with the, with the UTCs. And the feedback we get from the universities and the employers and the students themselves is that they have got a grown-up attitude to study, mm. a grown-up attitude to work. They understand the demands of study. They understand the demands of the workplace. Um, and... You know, they, they are capable of working in teams, they're good at doing presentations, they're used to working in groups collaboratively, all the things that employers and universities have been telling the education system for, you know, as long as any of us have been alive, that, that, that these are the attributes that youngsters need, but actually, for a whole variety of reasons, conventional schools have sometimes found it difficult to provide, to provide youngsters with those skills and those attributes. So do you think it um, has any um, effect, on the, uh, effect on the grades that the university is going to ask the students to have to get in? You know, do, do you think that they say, look, we know you're going to be prepared in a different way, so we're not asking for, you know, A-stars? This is all at a very early stage. And certainly at the moment, what is clear is that we don't expect and nor would we or anybody expect that universities are um, lowering their standards for um, youngsters coming from university technical colleges. But what they are saying to us universally is that where there's competition for places, UTC students are extremely well placed because they are confident, energetic and well prepared. The other thing that's happening is that a number of universities um, that are sponsoring UTCs are saying to students that if they get um, you know, the, the, if they get expected grades, um, then they will you know, absolutely be guaranteed a place and guaranteed support. And a number of universities are starting, and it's, as it's very early days. I mean, we've only had this is only the second year there have been eighteen plus students 
in any numbers coming out of UTCs, but a number of universities are already saying, well, actually, we may well start to think about developing degree courses in these specialisms where we don't already provide them because we're actually so impressed with the attitude and the energy of the students who are coming, who are coming to talk to us. That's great, isn't it? That's brilliant. What sort of what kind of subjects are you thinking about? Well, we're we're certainly talking. Well, for example, um, one university which has got some experience in things like um, ophthalmology and dentistry. They are thinking about setting up a nurse a, a department of nursing studies and 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 health sciences because that's the specialism of their local UTC. One university has been thinking about a process engineering degree course. They've never felt they've had enough students to take the risk of opening it, but their local UTC does process engineering and product design as a specialism. So they're saying, well, actually, if you encourage your students to come to us, that will give us the basis for creating a new degree course. Uh, Peter, in, uh, in your travels around the UTCs in the country, what has your experience been of talking to parents? You know, how, do, how are they feeling that their child, children are getting on and are they involved in the UTCs in any way, in the way that, you know, parents would traditionally be in secondary schools, for example? Oh, absolutely they are. I mean, this is, you know, what, what we generally find is that at 16, it's probably the student's voice that is... The, the deciding factor within, inside a family. At 14, this is very much a family decision. But if you, I mean, talking to the, you know, the survey we've done, 70% um, of parents believed that the UTC had made their child more confident in getting a job. 85% of parents believed that the UTC was preparing their child for the world of work compared to only 68% of parents with children at mainstream schools, and three-quarters, 75% of UTC parents, believe their child knows what, indus what broad industry they want to work in, compared to just half of parents with children in mainstream schools. And so, you know, we are, all the feedback we're getting from parents, and there's a, you know, when you go to the UTCs, there's a large, you know, that they, 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 they collect material from parents and okay it's anecdotal and you know you can't you can't quantify it but the number of overwhelmingly positive st statements about you know my child wasn't really going anywhere at, at, at conventional school he's come here or she's come here and it's absolutely transformed them and one one, one parent i talked to said from the age of 10 um to the age of 14 I never found out what my daughter was doing at school because she wouldn't tell me. She comes home yeah. every night and I can't stop her talking about it. Yeah, well, what parent could ask for more than that? Sorry? Uh, well, parents couldn't ask for any more than that, could they? That's fantastic. Well, it's been... <laughs> I, mean, I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think in that particular household, they may be asking you to ration what she's saying. <laughs> but um, <laughs> as you say, that's... Uh, that's a that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty positive response. Peter, what is the is the sort of gender um, division in the UTCs? Are you attracting just as many girls as boys? Hopefully, it varies inevitably according to the specialism, and we know we've got a lot more work to do on that. Um, the UTCs that specialise in 
biomedical sciences, environmental sciences, health sciences, where there traditionally have been significant numbers of women in the workforce. We've got pretty good gender balance, and in many cases there are more, there are more young women than there are young men students. I suspect inevitably in things like um, the you know, marine engineering and so on, um, and, high, and advanced manufacturing, those have traditionally been areas that, that have been boy-dominated. Um, we are getting good numbers of, of, of young women coming forward, but nothing, but nothing like as many as we'd want. And those are one of the things that, that, that we need to do something about. But, you know, our view is, you know, you, you look at, at, at the young women who are in UTCs, you look at some of the young female apprentices around, they're very articulate, very dynamic, and they are the kind of role models of the future. You know, and it's, you know, it, it, it's really good, you know, it, 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 because all the UTCs are very clear that um, we are not prepared to accept traditional stereotypes. Um, and so the young women students operate on exactly the same basis as the young men students. The teamwork is the same. They work together very well. And what everybody is discovering is that the days of the oily rag and the, 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 the piles of grease everywhere and smoky, grotty workplaces, that's largely disappeared. Engineering these days is high-skill, high-precision, um, almost, almost a science lab-type mm. environment. And so it, 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 it's, it ought to be appealing and it will appeal to everybody. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, I think that UTCs sound like they provide the perfect antidote to the whole debate that's going on currently about the sort of black and whiteness of the educational system. Would you agree, Shirley, yeah. that there's a place for everyone? And the world, all the, all, the, all the stuff we read in the papers about the skills that our children need, that, this, you know, that there's a mismatch between what they're being taught in traditional schooling systems and what they actually need the utc seems to fill in the gap doesn't it shirley it does uh, peter one question i would just quite like to ask you is what about students who have dyslexia or they're on the autistic spectrum you know are they able to be catered for in utcs yes they are i mean what i mean we are very um open to um, supporting youngsters or with all kinds of skills and abilities and mm. all kinds of skills and disabilities. Um, and so clearly we would, you know, for, for youngsters who have, um, who are dyslexic, um, that, that isn't a particular barrier um, to success in a number of, of, of areas of life and we provide um, support for students with additional educational needs. Clearly, you know, it is a challenge because increasingly um, the whole economy is literacy-based, but certainly any youngster coming to a UTC who has any, any learning difficulties, there will be support there for them in challenging those, those disabilities. And the same with youngsters who are, who are on the autistic spectrum. You know, we, you know, part of having a professional and non-judgmental and non-threatening environment is that many youngsters who have been distinguished at their previous schools by being different um, find it easier to be accepted because UTCs are much smaller. They're only, at the moment, most of them are four and 500 students. 
so there's a very, very close um, sense of family and partnership within the institution itself, which fosters the teamwork and the acceptance of difference. Mm. So would there would be some, you know, a learning support department within a UTC? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, as I said, they are, they, you know, they are, they are, they are standard schools plus. Oh, that's you know, good. And it's the, it's the, it's the plus, um, you know, the specialist subjects, the learning attributes, the personal skills development. That's, that's what makes the difference. Thank you. Well, thank you very, very much, uh, Peter, for joining us. If people want to find out um, about UTCs, you know, nationally, what's the best website for them to go to? Well, there is a very good website which we provide, which is called, which if, the, if, they, if people type University Technical Colleges or UTC, UTC, into their search engine, that will direct them straight to our website which tells you where your local UTC is, what the specialisms are, who the Baking Deering Trust is, how you get in touch with your UTC, all of those kinds of things. So either type, so either type UTC or University Technical College, or even if you can cope with, with that many words, Baker Deering Educational Trust, into your search engine, that will take you straight to us. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us, Peter. All the very best. Thank you very much, and thanks, and thanks for your time, Catherine. Thank you, no problem. Now, thank you for joining us back on the Parent Show. We're hoping we, we can speak to Claire Healy now on the line, who has experience of her daughter actually uh, going down the vocational educational route. Tell us a little bit about uh, what Sophie's done, Claire. Um, okay, well, she started off, um, she did her GCSEs. Um, school was never really her her bag really didn't really um gel with school didn't to be honest probably work very hard but actually did fairly well considering um came out with her gcses and we were sort of faced with very little choice so we 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 kind of thought well what, you know what other options are, are there and her face was kind of glowing saying i want to do engineering i want to do engineering and she'd always wanted to do this and she had in her head that she wanted to do, you know, she wanted to do some kind of vocational course. She definitely didn't want to do A-levels. So we we went and had a chat with Oakland's College and um, she got onto the engineering um, BTEC course there and just, just flourished, just absolutely loved it. It was the right thing for her. She was in a different environment. She was treated in a different way. And it just just seemed to click with her she absolutely loved it and she's now gone on so she did a two-year course there which led on to her doing um an apprenticeship um an engineering apprenticeship which she's now doing uh which is a four-year course still doing a day at college but most of the time earning money and uh, and learning at the same time which she she just loves and she's really good at it and it's boosted uh, confidence um, it's made her enjoy every day, even the college side of it she enjoys um, because she can put that to practical use. She can she can do all, learn the skills and then actually use the skills at the same time. So for her, it's just been absolutely the, the best thing 
she could have done, really. And isn't she such a trailblazer? We were just saying, you know, she's a female, got into engineering, full steam ahead and loving it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, I think, you know, the fact that she's gone into something which is not so popular with girls. And I don't know why, because it's a, it's a really exciting and innovative um, sort of area to be involved in, and there are all sorts of jobs that aren't that aren't physically difficult. She's perfectly able to do everything that a man can do, but she she is learning because she's actually physically doing things. And I think that's that's the the secret with a lot of children that they learn by doing things uh, by actually following a process. Yeah. Yeah. And then they understand what they've actually been taught and how it works. And, and it just suddenly clicked into place. And that was exactly what happened with her. And as a parent, do you feel any anxiety about her future the way parents might, you know, ordinarily? Do you know what? I think I feel less anxious than if she was at uni because she's she's doing this four-year sort of trainee apprenticeship. And at the end of this, and I think this is is the norm with most companies... As long as she is a good employee and follows what they're they're asking her to do and passes the course that they're putting her on, she's got a guaranteed job. Um, and I feel that for her, that's absolutely perfect. It, it, it takes away a lot of the anxiety as a parent because you think, well, their future is mapped out. Um, as long as, I mean, obviously, you know, as long as you pick the right subject and the right, um, the right thing to go into. Um, but for engineering, it's, it's, it's got on for her, absolutely. Claire, did you find that some of your peer, your peer group were sort of mm. a little bit suspicious about what you were letting your daughter do? And they were saying, <laughs> are you sure? And, you know, because, I mean, we live, don't we, in an area around here where so many young people just expect to go on to uni. Yeah. You know, any, any advice for parents who are feeling that, oh, should I let them do it? Yeah, that's an interesting question, actually, because I think suspicion is perhaps not quite the right description. I think there's a bit of... Hostility is perhaps a bit too intense, but I think there are a lot of people that sort of don't understand what apprenticeships are about and naively perhaps think they're um, not quite as good as mm. going to university. But ultimately, you know, they are still learning yeah. a skill. They're learning a very, very good skill. And yes, I, yes, we did have that. Um, but at the end of the day, she's now earning a really good salary, enjoying the job she's doing and learning and progressing. And she's with a really good company. So I don't think I could want more than no, that, really, as no. a parent. I think that's, you know, I'm really delighted for her. So I guess a lot of her friends went off to uni. Has she found a new friendship group or...? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was one thing actually that did change. Um, she, she kind of veered away from a lot of her friends who had carried on with no, with, with sort of mainstream education. Mm. So yeah, that did change a little bit. Um, and she has moved to be friends with people at work, I suppose, because mm. it's a different lifestyle. The yeah. whole thing is very different. So yes, that was that was something that did change quite a lot. But. I don't think it was a problem for her. She she seems happier in herself. I think she's doing something that she feels good about. So I, I it, it wasn't really a negative. It was just something that happened along the way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just something, isn't it, for parents to maybe be aware of because we all want our children to sort of fit in, don't we, and have a social a social group that they uh, feel comfortable in. But yeah, it's obviously worked for I your think, daughter. Yeah, sometimes I think we pressurise them into yes. thinking that they will only be happy if they've got sort of 
you know, lots of friends and they go to all the parties and actually that's not always what makes them happy and no. it's distinguishing between their what they want and what we want to pe- for them as parents. Absolutely. Well, well done, Claire. That's mm. brilliant. And well done, Sophie. And Thank thanks you. I will for, pass that on to you. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she just sounds fantastic. And I think any parent listening tonight would be so encouraged if they have a child at home who's, you know, um, technically minded and passionate about that, those sorts of fields, that there's plenty of provision, certainly in Hertfordshire. So thanks very much to all our guests. Uh, we've got we've had Peter Wiley on the show this evening, Paul Quinn, the principal of Watford UTC, and of course Claire Healy. Thanks so much for joining us. Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor the Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution.